Today is part two in a mini-series that focuses on us as a local congregation. The name of our church is Gateway. And many of you know the story of how we came to the name Gateway, but if you've been a visitor or you've been here the last couple of months, maybe you don't know the story. I just assume everybody does, but it's a great story. I love the story. Prior to moving here, Highway 10, we, we, our facility was right downtown there, Elk River, 829 School Street. And uh, we had made a decision. We fasted and prayed, and the Lord directed us to, to come out to this place here. And if you know anything about this property, many, many years ago, it was an old junkyard. And uh, we had to do a lot of work to clean this land up. And we said what God did in the physical, in terms of, of man cleaning, I should say what man did in the physical, in terms of cleaning, getting this land ready, the Lord is doing in the spirit. He's transforming the lives of his disciples. Gateway Church, how did that name come to be? Well, my son Christopher and I, we had this fun little tradition when he was just a, a young young lad. Um, I would get up very early on Sunday mornings, and, and uh, I would go to the church. And so he'd get up with me, and it was, it was 4 o'clock, 4.30. And then we had this little fun little tradition. We'd go over to Bodry Express and pick up a coffee and a big apple fritter for Christopher and a hot chocolate. And I got a nice little just plain old uh, donut like we have here. I mean, just plain cake donut and a, and a nice cup of coffee. And then we would come to the church. And this particular Sunday, though, was I'll never forget it. Because he went into Baudry Express. And they must have been out of apple fritters or something. And he decided, here's what he was going to do. You know those, the biggest, baddest, nastiest burrito in the place? <laughs> and you microwave. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 5 a.m. And this thing is just, it's nasty. And he sticks it in the microwave, and he, I, he cranks it like five minutes or something. And it's, it's stinking up the whole place. I'm looking over there, and Christopher, it's done. It's boiling over. It smells. Well, he brings this burrito into my office. I'm praying, worshiping the Lord, reading my Bible. And this is kind of where the name comes. And I was looking at this kid. He eats the whole burrito. He washes it down with, with a hot chocolate. And I'm looking at this kid. And he's, things are just not setting up very well for him. <laughs> you can just, it's like he's turning green before my very eyes. And then it's like, Christopher, you got to leave. I mean, it's getting bad in here. You imagine what was going on inside that kid, what was coming out of that kid. I said, I said you got to leave. You can't be in here anymore. I mean, played drums or did something. But I'm, I'm in this office, and before I do anything with my message, you know, I just open up the Word of God, just kind of like what I do almost every day. I got my, my markers where I'm at in the Old Testament and New Testament, happened to be in Ezekiel chapter 40. And as I was reading it, it, it was talking about the gates around Jerusalem. And then gateway. I kept reading this word, gateway. 
the gateways. Look it up, Ezekiel chapter 40. I just started to underline and circle gateway. And here's how the Holy Spirit often works in, in my own heart. He just speaks in my heart. I heard his, I didn't hear his audible voice, all right? But I know when the Lord's speaking to me. It's like gateway. That's the name. When you move your location, I didn't have in my mind when we moved out here, this was going to be Alliance Community Church. I was like, nope, it's Gateway. I said, wow, Lord, we've been Alliance Community Church forever, 30-some years. I can't just go and say, hey, we're changing our name. Lord, give me a confirmation. Yeah, a young man, Dan Peters, writes me an email the next morning. I am not really saying anything to anybody. And he, he says, Pastor Paul, when, when we move the facility and we build a, a new building, have you ever considered a name change? And then he says in the email, I'd just like to throw a name out there, Gateway. I was going, wow, Lord, is that a confirmation or what? I'm sharing this with the leaders of the church elders and governing board members. And before that, though, it's like, okay, Lord, I want another confirmation. This is a big deal. <laughs> I walk into my house. I'm talking to Deanna. I say, man, I, I sense that the Lord's going to change the name of Alliance Community Church. And he's, she said, stop. Don't say anything. Don't say another word. And we had never had any conversation about this. She said, gateway. I'm going, wow, Lord, you want us to be gateway. What does that mean? Well, we're on the, the, the eastern side, our western side of the city, right? The gateway leading into and out of the city of Elk Grove. We're to be a gateway, to post intercessors and prayer warriors on the wall and bless those who come and bless those who go. And then also, a gateway for the manifest presence of the Lord that when we gather together and worship God, that by his spirit, he would just come and visit us. Amen? I mean, I know he's omnipresent. He's always here with us, but I love when he just kisses our forehead with his presence. I felt that today. He sang that last song, How Great Is Our God. Gateway. There's no doubt in my mind that this is the name that the Lord has called us, Gateway Church. Who are we? That's our name. In the month of February, we're talking about the family part of our, our purpose statement, right? The Lord also put this little phrase, after the heart of David. I remember when I was when I was. Spending time. Lord, who are we as a church? Okay, I got the name. Gateway Church. There's something else. There's something more. We're a, a family, a growing family after God's heart. I want to spend the month of February talking about the family part of our purpose statement. We have a title for this mini-series. 
It's right in your bulletin, C3, right? Collaborating for a culture of connection. I mean, I, we even got pens for you. You got a pen, all right? I just, I want you to have this pen. You can look at it. Now, if you're younger, you can read it. If you're older like me, you got to put your glasses on to see it, right? The print. What is C3 collaborating for a culture of connection? What does that mean? Well, collaborating means to work together, right? Culture. It's an environment that is created by a group of people who value the same kinds of things. What do we value? We value knowing Jesus Christ intimately and making his great name known. Connection. There's a longing in every human heart, you included, to belong. We long to belong, to connect in meaningful relationships. I do. So I'm just, whoever will listen to me now, this last couple of weeks, whoever's like face-to-face and bends their ear in my direction, guess what they get? C3, collaborating. Talk to me. Let's talk about how we can connect as a church, as a family. This isn't just rhetoric. I want us to be a family. Working together. Last week we talked about, and this was a part of a collaboration effort that I had with a friend of mine. In all of our ministries and in the church, Gateway Church, we have identifiers and what? Help me now, because I'll bend your ear. I talk to you. We got identifiers and what? Connectors, right? In all of our ministries, children, youth, empty nesters, singles, young married with kids, lots of kids like I had. I was there one day. And I needed, Dan and I needed the, the family connection that we found in our church. But not everybody's a connector, right? You may be an identifier and you can say, you know, this person, this family, they haven't connected yet in the body of Christ at Gateway Church. Then you find a connector who really, that's their personality. They love to, to go out of their way. They, they love to make these connections. Wouldn't that be great? Can you imagine in all of our ministries, if we were just to be looking around saying, who's connected, who isn't, how do we get them in relationship with one another? It'd be amazing. So I, I worked on this series, been praying about it, collaborating for a culture of Connection. It's in your bulletin, four points. God's called us to be a family. Last week we talked about who loves unconditionally, right? Today we're going to talk about who speaks truthfully. If you turn your bulletin over, there's, there's an outline of my message today. Speaking truthfully. We love unconditionally when you want to be in, in a in a church, in a family, where regardless of what you've been involved in, you know that there's going to be people who love you for who you are. 
unconditionally. And then we need people to speak truthfully. We need that in our lives. But before we, we talk about what it means to speak truthfully, I was sharing once again with another friend of mine about identifiers and connectors. This guy said, well, it sounds like it's kind of like Legos. So I, you know, he had this picture of, of Legos. And I said, well, I got I to gotta think about that a little bit, connecting. And so I went home and, and uh, snooped around in my kids' room, A.J. and Ashton, and I, I found something that, that my kids, Connor and, and Andrea, used to, to play when, when they were just little kids. They'd wake up, and they had their own little table, and they had a light, and, you know, they had their, their Lego platform. And then they had all kinds of Legos, and they were, I mean, they were connecting, right? They were putting things together, and it's like, this does kind of look a little bit like a church. Different sizes, right? Different shapes. Some have more capacity to connect than others, right? You may be like, this is your capacity in terms of connecting with somebody in the church. And that's what? That's a-okay. It's like, you're not this object. It's like, you get freaked out when you see this. Like, are you kidding me? That's like 10 connections. I could never do that. Well, you know what? Maybe the Lord's not calling you to do that, but he's calling you to connect with someone in a heart level. Iron does indeed sharpen iron. I mean, so... You got all kinds of objects here, Lego, and you just stick them on the, the board, but you know it's not making anything, right? It's just like that's dull. By the way, Deanna said, here's here's something that I want you guys to check out. You tell me what this is a picture of, and I'll here's what I think it is. What's this? This is a click. <laughs> and the church is made up, you know, sorry, but it, sometimes that's the way it feels, isn't it? I mean, you got, this is who you hang with. And this is it. Us four and no more. And we got 10 clicks going on in the church. That will never build, right? It's not what we're attempting to do. So I asked Gavin to, to build me a church. Gavin Tucky, come on up here, all right? With Legos. He loves Legos because I can't build a church like this kid, all right? And, and he built me a church. Look at this now. He said there's like 600 individual pieces to this church right here. Look at that. Ellie's come. I mean, and they're all interconnected. There isn't one piece that's standing on its own. Yeah, you know, if you look at this corner piece here, it's not necessarily touching this corner piece. But guess what? They're interconnected. Because they're not standing alone. There's a connection. This is what makes what? A strong 
church. I like I like this. It's got it's got a fountain. <laughs> it's got a fountain in the front. It's got a door and tree. And guess what? Now I got you. It's scaled to size. <laughs> this is a pastor. This is me. <laughs> Come over here, buddy. You can't see this, but this one has a beard, all right? This big Bible. <laughs> there's, a, there's a beard on this. It's my own. And the Bible, it's awesome. I love it. It's a nice big Bible, right? That's what it's all about. And uh, Gavin, he built this. This is a, just a little bit of a picture. You can sit down, buddy. Thank you. what it means to be relationally connected. The Bible says we're a household. 1 Peter 3.15. It's different sizes, different shapes. Jesus is building his church. Will you be a part of that? Will you be an identifier or a connector? Move out of status quo, out of your safety zones. Some have a bigger capacity to connect than others, but we need everyone to get connected. Imagine the strength of a body where that happens. At some meaningful level. Wow. Be amazing. So we, we want to love one another unconditionally, right? In our church. And secondly, we want to speak truthfully. In your bulletin, there's a couple of verses that I want to draw your attention to. You can fill in the blanks there. Ephesians 4.15 Paul writes and says, instead, speaking the truth. How? In love. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Verse 25. Therefore, each of you in the body, we got to put off falsehood and deceit and speak truthfully to your neighbor. In this context, Paul is speaking to the church. The neighbor here in this context is fellow members of the body of Christ. For we are all members of the body. We have to communicate with each other by using our mouths and speak. We need a context where we're free to communicate honestly about what's going on. I need to tell the truth, right? in relationships that I have, and then I need, need the, the truth told to me. That's probably the hardest part. But to build and have strong, healthy, life-giving relationships, we have to speak truthfully to one another. To speak the truth in love means to use our words and say it. Just say it. But not without license. 
We're not given free reign to let loose with our tongue. Just say it, but with biblical qualifiers. Three of them from the book of Proverbs. Say it carefully, but say it, the truth. Even sometimes what appears to be the truth to me, and maybe, maybe I'm off, I got something wrong in the relationship. I'm sensing something that really is not the case. If I withhold what's going on in my heart and I refrain from speaking, all of a sudden I can believe the lies of the enemy. But if I'm given a context where I can speak freely, I have to be careful with the words that I use. How I say things matters. And the book of Proverbs is a collection of sayings intending to serve as a guide for daily life. You could read one proverb every day in the month and you would get through the book of Proverbs every month. What's today? The 14th, Valentine's Day. Read Proverbs 14. Tomorrow, read Proverbs 15. You'll become a wise person if you read it and do what it says. Over 100 times it speaks about the tongue. Say it carefully, but say it. Proverbs 13.3. I have those scriptures in the outline. You can... You can look at them later this week. I'm just going to read what Proverbs says. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. That's a great proverb. That's a wise saying, probably of Solomon. Maybe his mouth got him in trouble. And he didn't say things carefully. He just blurted something out. You've got to guard their lips. Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords. Picture I have is, you know, a lumberjack carelessly carrying around a chainsaw. He just kind of, as he speaks, his words are reckless and he's hurting as he uses something that is very sharp and dangerous. But if we speak carefully, it's like we're a surgeon with a scalpel, sharp, and we get right to the point that needs to be talked about. It causes pain at times, right? But it's going to heal up. A gentle answer turns away wrath. It's a good proverb. harsh word stirs up anger. Isn't that true? The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Proverbs 15, 28. Say it carefully. Secondly, say it honestly, but say it. I'm going to approach this qualifier where we're on the receiving side of hearing words spoken to us. 
when others are speaking honestly into our lives, we need ears to hear, right? Because not everything that is spoken to me in love that I need to know about the relationship is something that I want to listen to. Listen to advice. Don't be bullheaded. Accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. If you what? If someone's speaking truth into you, over you, hard words, you're just, we're just going to listen to advice. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and this is what's going to happen. Close off your ears to hearing the truth. You're going to stray from the words of knowledge, Proverbs 19, 27. Say it thirdly. Say it wisely. Say it wisely, but say it. Proverbs 15, 23. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply. And how good is a timely word? Proverbs 17, 27. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. And whoever has understanding is even-tempered. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. It's all from the Proverbs. Imagine the impact that we would have if we connected like this Lego church. It's in the picture. Imagine the impact that we could have in each other's lives. How the character and the heart of Christ would be formed in us. Imagine if we were given the green light to speak truthfully about what's going on in our lives, in our relationships. The world would go, wow, what's going on in that place? They're real, they're authentic. Jesus Christ would be glorified. And this church would be built up and it would become a strong church. That's, that's my desire that we would be strong spiritually as a church. And I believe this is how it works. This is how it happens. It's possible because the Holy Spirit wants to be poured out into our lives.